in 1932, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was elected president of the United States of America. It was a really difficult time in America. Our grandparents grew up in it, some of your great-grandparents. Through the Great Depression, um, people had lost everything during the Depression. Uh, there was famine, there were um, fortunes lost, and I mean, it's just a really tough time. And Roosevelt managed to put together a coalition of people and actually swept 42 of the 48 states at that point. He was really an unlikely candidate. He's the first uh, president with disabilities. He had, at the age of 39, he had been diagnosed with polio, and eventually he was paralyzed from the waist down, which is why oftentimes you see him sitting in a car or he's in a wheelchair. During his inaugural address in 1933, January of 33, he got up and he understood the power of massive action. So eventually he would establish the New Deal, and um, the New Deal really, in a lot of ways, helped turn the country around, but he also understood the power of the right words. So during his address, he got up and made promises of these massive actions he was planning to take, but he also said the right words. I just wanna share them with you for a moment. This is how he started. He said, this is preeminently the time to speak the truth, the whole truth, frankly and boldly. Nor need we shrink from honestly facing conditions in our country today. This great nation, will endure as it has endured, will revive, and will prosper. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. We have thousands of brilliant minds across the world, uh, scientists and physicians and chemists and whatnot, who are working on a cure for this pandemic. We should thank God for that. But I want to offer you a cure for another pandemic, and it's the pandemic of a disease of the soul. Because in the middle of this COVID-19 virus, I think that for a lot of us, um, there's a creeping anxiety. So uh, even if you're not really afraid of it yet, I can tell you for me personally, there's sort of a deep-seated anxiety. And my anxiety mostly has to do with you. Um, I don't want to say I'm worried, but, but I'm sad at the thought that some of you are probably already laid off. Many of us may be laid off before it's over with, um, be difficult times. We don't know how serious the disease is going to get. And that restlessness, that anxiety that lives inside of us, actually, actually is probably a little damaging to us. Um, I was talking to a counselor a couple of days ago, and he was just describing as people um, shelter in and as we isolate ourselves, and as husbands and wives and families and children find themselves sort of shut in uh, 24 hours, seven days a week, that for a lot of us, it's just gonna be an anxious time. Let me tell you, God actually has actually offered us an antidote to the anxiety and the fear that we might be feeling right now. And it's an antidote you might not have expected in this lesson today. Because I would guess that you would say, well, the antidote is trust. And that's true. I'm, Trust is the antidote of fear. But remember that trust is more a disposition or an orientation. And the Bible speaks about trust often. Usually when it uses the word faith, that's what it means, trust. But it also uses another concept that will lead us into trust. And that's the concept I want to address today. Praise. Praise is the antidote of the diseases of the soul. And while we face these difficult and isolated times, we need to increase our praise. I want to give you a text. So I've been thinking all week. Um, 
is, is there something that we could do that whenever we feel the anxiety levels rise, we could just immediately respond with it? And it came to mind that we ought to pick a verse from the Bible, share the verse with one another, maybe even make it a theme verse. And this theme verse we can use when you feel anxiety rising, uh, when you feel snappy at your kids or your husband or your wife, when you start feel, uh, to feel lonely or really isolated, when we, when we work together in our small groups, um, when, you're, when you feel like the evil one's tempting you, this is a verse that we can pull out and we can take the verse and in so many ways, it will be an antidote to whatever anxiety or fear you might be feeling. So this is the verse I've settled on. I want to ask you to invite the verse, uh, to memorize the verse. I'm inviting you to memorize the verse. It is Exodus 15 and verse 2. So let me just pause. I want to make sure you get this. You might want to jot it down. Exodus 15 and verse 2. So the last few days I've decided to memorize the verse and I've already started using it. It's kind of like a mantra to me or it's just what I chew on. Whenever I feel anxiety rising last night as I was trying to sleep, I, I just kept repeating this verse over and over again. I'm going to tell you how it works because it's a powerful verse. Actually, you may not realize how much this can calm your restless soul. Here's the verse. The Lord is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. This is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. I want to ask you to memorize that verse. Then let's say tomorrow happens. Uh, you're, you're locked in the house with your family. They're getting on your nerves. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to just start repeating that verse. In fact, in fact, you can read it for a while until it becomes second nature. Repeat the verse. Maybe even start having family devotionals where you just focus on the verse. When you start feeling yourself tempted to do something that you really shouldn't do in your isolation. So one of the problems that we have in isolation is a lot of our 12-step programs cannot meet. A lot of us are facing new temptations we haven't faced before. I want you to call this verse out. Exodus 15 and verse 2. When you start to feel despair, when you think the evil one's just got you down, uh, when you feel panicked, when someone you love is sick, this is your go-to verse. Exodus 15 and verse 2. Listen to the confidence. So Moses and the Israelites have just been rescued from their Egyptian bondage. They've just crossed the Red Sea. They're on the other side now. They were enslaved for hundreds of years. They were pursued by the greatest Pharaoh of all time. They were backs against the wall with the Red Sea when suddenly God parted the water. After hundreds of years, he parts the water. He takes them across on dry ground and they look back over their shoulders and all their enemies have been wiped out by God. And this was the song they sang. Moses starts in Exodus 15. He starts out praising God in song and then he gets immediately into our verse where he affirms the great truth. Say this truth over and over again. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God. And I will praise him. My Father's God. And I will exalt him. You know, when we praise God, he does awesome things. I want you to just think about the five different words that are used there that will help us understand what God does or how we change our relationship with God when we praise. First, God is our strength. So when Moses says God is our strength, it's important that you remember that Moses is not suggesting in that text God will remove all of our struggles. In fact, the reason you need strength is so that you can endure your struggles. Sometimes it is God's will that we go through our struggles. And I can't help but think that this pandemic is in some sense going to be used by God 
to make us stronger people. You don't get stronger by sitting in a lazy boy. You get stronger with resistance. It's resistance when you work out that gives you the muscles. And so God is actually going to use this to give us maturity and strength and faithfulness. That's what James says. Remember when James says in chapter 1, beginning at verse 2, he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of various kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and endurance, when it's matured, becomes a perfect faith. So what God is going to do with this is He's going to use it to develop our strength. When we praise God, we acknowledge who He is, we recognize He's going to give us our strength. And then I like that second term. He's, not only does God give us our strength, but God gives us our song. Now, you might notice in the New International Version, instead of song, it says our defense. And that's because the word translated song in some rare instances also means defense. I think it means song here because Moses is singing a song, so I've picked the English Standard Version. And in that text, we just find out God's our song. And I, just for just a second, can I just plug into the idea of songs? Think about how much a song affects us how much music guides our lives, how many times you listen to music during the course of a typical day. We use music to woo a lover. We use music to call a war. We use music as background to our films and our movies. We use music to soothe our soul. Music is so powerful in our lives. And what uh, Moses is saying in this song is that from now on, God's going to be my music. He's going to be the rhythm to which I set my life. He's going to be the melody of my life. There's a fascinating text in the book of Judges, chapter 5 and verse 11, where the author of Judges says that there were women who used to sit down by the wells, the springs, the water, and they would sing the great deeds of God. When we sing, we rehearse again who it is in whom we believe and why it matters. Singing is a way of just bringing peace back to the soul. So I want to encourage you, praise God by singing. Now, the third term, He's become my salvation. It is a promise in this text that not only will God give us strength to endure what we're going through right now and forever how long it lasts, but eventually God's going to save us. You know, um, again, I said this last week. I'm, I'm going to say it again. I, I was born too late for the Vietnam War, and obviously I missed everything before that. And it does kind of seem to me like my generation has gotten a vacation from history in some senses. And it looks like maybe that vacation might be coming to an end. But when it says that God is the God of our fathers and He's a God of salvation, just remind yourself, generations have been through this. Generations have been through this. And God has rescued each one of them. The reason we're here today is because God has rescued us over and over and over again. You can be sure that the same God who delivered us through the millennia will be here to deliver us today. He will become your salvation. He says, this is my God, and I will praise him. You know what praise actually means? The word praise means to express the price of somebody. In fact, you see the word praise and price, they're similar in the way they sound. That's because they're etymologically connected. They're from the same root word. When you praise someone, you're actually telling them what they're worth. When we praise God, we're restoring God to his rightful place in our hearts. We're saying to God, when we praise God, we're saying, Lord, you're the one who will give me my strength. Lord, you're the one about whom I will sing. Lord, you're the one who will save me. And so in this psalm, I love the way he puts it. And it's not just in English, it's in Hebrew as well, where he says, this is my God and I will praise him. 
that when we praise God, we put him back in his rightful place. I just want to make sure you know this. God is still God. He's over this pandemic. He's over your job loss. He's over your loved ones. He's over you. God is still God. He's not going to back down. He's not going to resign and nobody's going to impeach him. Jesus sits on his throne and he's not going anywhere. He is God and he always will be God. This is my God and I'll praise him. And I like that phrase, my father is God, because I just mentioned, you know, my father, he was in the Korean War. He was born towards the tail end of the Depression. My grandparents grew up in the Depression, the Great Depression. Um, we had family members who died in uh, wars all the way back in the pandemic of uh, 1918, the Spanish flu, uh, all the way back. But the God of my father has carried them through. And he's going to carry me through and he's going to carry you through as well. That God has not gone anywhere. In fact, um, I remember hearing my dad talk about polio. He had a family member who had contracted polio. You know, every summer in North America, every summer in the 20th century, a wave of polio hit. It hit FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And people would have to prepare themselves for the wave of polio. Children, it, it struck children worse of all. And um, suddenly in 1955, someone put out a vaccine against polio. And think about it. I've never once thought about contracting polio. In, in so many ways, it was largely eradicated in one single year when one guy just invented a new uh, vaccination. That's going to happen for this as well. And God took care of us then. He's going to take care of this one as well. The God of our fathers is not going to abandon us in our time of need. And so that leads me to my sort of my what, what should I do with this part? I just want to encourage you to start praising God in the middle of this. Praise will be the antidote that your soul needs for the fear that it feels. It really works. When you start praising God, it helps you to focus on who he really is. When you praise God in song or in prayer or in Bible study, just the way that you speak to others, when you praise God, it starts to run all those demons out. They just can't exist with a heart that is grateful to God. So think of it as an emotional state of mind. Most of what we do, we do out of an emotional state of mind. If you've snapped at the kids this week, it was because you're sad or you're anxious. You're in an emotional state of mind. It's producing whatever behavior uh, that you're exhibiting. The same is true also, even if you've been joyful, if you've been nice to people, there's some emotional state of mind behind it. When we praise God, it literally changes the emotional state of mind that we find ourselves in. And singing, praying to God, opening up the Word of God, these literally change our emotional state of mind. So this song came to me um, yesterday, I guess it was. I was trying to think about a song that kind of reached into my past. So I'm 59 now, and I, I love the new music, but I like the old ones too. I, like, I don't have a favorite. I just like it all. But I was just remembering hearing my mama sing a song growing up. Mama died in 2002. I'm going to get choked up. Sorry, hang on. And I can remember, Mama had a beautiful voice. I can remember her singing a song. And um, I started singing it yesterday. And when I sing the song, like my mind just goes back to my mama and to, um, to growing up, the security and the warmth I felt from my parents who loved us, the five kids, and cared for us. Um, it's, it's, you're wondering what the song is. Sweet Hour of Prayer. Um, so let me take a chance with you. I'm gonna, I just want to sing the first verse of this song. I, um, I just want to sing the first verse. Let, let me sing it to you. 
Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne makes all my wants and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tempter's snare by thy return, sweet hour of prayer. I can't tell you what it does to me. Right, let's sing the third verse. I got the guys to sing it with me. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, thy wings shall be petition bear to him whose truth and faithfulness engage the waiting soul to bless and since he bids me seek his face believe his word and trust his grace I'll cast on him my So God's been faithful through the generations, from generation to generation, he's been our father. And he's gonna be faithful to this generation as well. This is our time to rise up and to be the people of God. And no one said it was gonna always be easy. Jesus said to us, remember, Jesus repeats it frequently. There are gonna be trials and tribulations, and fam pestilence, uh, wars and rumors of wars. All these things are gonna happen. The people of God don't need to be surprised by this. That doesn't mean it'll be less painful for us it's actually very painful. Um, I, I want to thank a lot of you have been checking on me and you've been really nice to me and asking me, am I okay? And the answer is yes. Julie and I are, we're, we're okay, but I have to confess my heart is heavy for you. I want to be the best pastor I can be right now. I want to be the best shepherd I can be. And my heart's heavy because there's so few things we can do in isolation and sheltering in, sheltering at home. But let's just do this. Let's remind ourselves that praise will be the antidote to all the diseases of the heart. So I want to give you a couple of challenges. First, I want to ask you to memorize Exodus 15 and verse 2. Memorize it and then use it. Use it every day. It's very easy to do. And um, I just encourage you, whoever is ahead of your household, will you just lead your family in memorizing this? Second, this is a good time for you to strengthen your daily devotionals. Don't waste this time. Strengthen your family devotionals. Uh, for those of you who are fathers, if you have children at home or if you're husbands and it's just you and your spouse, I'm speaking mostly to you men now, you need to take a lead in this. And uh, you need to sit down with your family and say, we're going we're gonna to praise God together. Remember, they're going to learn whatever they see you do. So even if you think, I'm not good at this, I don't know what to do, sit down with your family, 
and lead them in praise to God. God will show you what to do. If you'll make the commitment, he'll show you what to do. I want to say this as well. Let God be your song. Start singing. This is a great time to walk around the house and call every song out of your head that's where God is the center, where God's the story. Call every song out of your head and start singing to God. Um, just see what God does to your heart. I'm telling you, it's an antidote to all the diseases of the heart, the diseases of the heart when we sing to God. I want to say this, now more than ever, you need your small group. You need to be plugged into a small group. If you're not a member of a small group, let us know. We will get you in one immediately. We'll get you in this week. Small group leaders, this is really not an option. You absolutely must call your group together. Now, do it online. You can do it with, uh, Joe Roberts can show you how to do this. We have a Zoom account. You can do it on Zoom. Google has several options. They're free. They're super easy to use. But make sure that nobody is left alone during this time. And the best way for us to do it is through our small groups. And then um, just... So let me say this, Amy was sharing with me that she was concerned, I think I have her permission to share this, that this could be a really stressful time for a lot of parents and a lot of families. So let me say this, I've already been um, invited into a couple of families that are having a really hard time getting along because everything's changed and we're under a pressure cooker right now. When you feel an argument coming, sit down and hold the hand of somebody or whatever the government will let you do and pray with them first. Pray first, pray first. Let's let this be a time of strengthening. Earlier this week, I was on a uh, podcast. There's a group of us that had met together. And um, Roy Moran, who leads disciple-making movements out of Kansas City, Roy Moran was leading, and he was interviewing Shadanke Johnson. So Shadanke is uh, one of our partners in Africa who leads a disciple-making movement that's baptized literally hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, he and several of the organizations that he works with, they've planted more than 60,000 churches. Shadanke was on there. Shadanke lives in Sierra Leone. And uh, you'll remember that in 2013, there was an Ebola outbreak in Sierra Leone. For about two years, it was terrible. Uh, finally, it was, the outbreak ended in about the year 2016. Shadanke lost hundreds of his members. In fact, he lost ministers who wouldn't stay away from the sick. They went out and they pastored the sick, even knowing they might get, uh, catch the diseases. They were planting about 2,000 churches a year until the Ebola crisis hit. It dropped to about 200 churches a year. Everybody was in shutdown. Everybody was locked down. And as Roy was asking uh, Shadanke, how did you guys survive this epidemic? Shadanke gave several answers, but here's one that jumped off the page. Shadanke said the number one thing we did, the 11,000 people in Sierra Leone died of this disease. They don't have that many. The number one thing we did, he said, was we sang. We sang. We just kept singing praises to our God. And the more we sang praises to God, he said, the more the hearts were lifted. And he said, though we came out with some of our dearest friends, he lost many of his dearest friends, now deceased, he said, we came out stronger than we went in, and God has blessed us in ways we could never have imagined. So I'm not going to be able to cure the epidemic, you know that. But the Word of God can cure the diseases of the soul, including the disease of fear and anxiety. So what I want to invite you to do this week is to approach this week with a word of praise on your lips. Now, at the end of the service, I'm going to invite you to look at Psalm 145. 145 is a great praise psalm. 
But just want to get that in your mind, and you can use that for your devotional this week. In fact, our life group lessons are built on Psalm 145 this week. But however you do it, this is the time to elevate your praise to God, remembering that praise is the antidote of all the diseases of the soul. Let me say it one last time. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God. And I will praise him, the God of my fathers, and I will exalt him. Let's praise God together.